hot town, summer in the city, back of my neck feeling dirty and gritty. Yes, my singing is getting much better after my Happy Trails rendition last week on the weekend edition. I'm debating whether or not we need to re-record that, by the way. I still <laughs> think I can do better. I am not Bette Midler, Whitney Houston. I do not have that kind of Pavarotti voice, but I'm better than that. And I know it. We'll see. <laughs> Welcome to the sports edition. This week of Sports Frenzy 2.0. He is a conquistador, Dave Height. He's the maestro, Kevin Crane. Recording here Wednesday, May 31st. God, where did the month go? I know, this we're already a couple dropping weeks. Dropping June 1st, Thursday, 2023. Feels like we're already a couple weeks into the summer. Here in the upper Midwest, we're hitting the 90s now. Yep. Lawns are getting parched, drying out. It's all good. It's all good. It's better than uh, 14 inches of snow. Anytime. Because Anytime. it also means we have racing and baseball. We're going to start off with our recap of the greatest day of the year in racing. Of course, that would be this past Sunday, the day before Memorial Day, where we had the Indy 500. We had, well, we were supposed to have the Coca-Cola 600. And then Monaco. And Monaco. Which, of course, I screwed up last week. Yeah. But the 600 rain pushed it back to Monday. We did get Monaco in. Should we start with Monaco, the lesser of them? As, as I am wont to say, go for it, my friend. As Max Verstappen once again wins. Jesus Christ. When does he not win? I know. But rain was an issue. And... uh he somehow managed to pull off the win on the medium tires that he had. They were shredded. Instead of coming in to put on the slicks, he stayed out on his mediums. They were torn to pieces, but he had enough of a lead built up, not coming in, that he was able to hold off. So... A hell of a run he's got going right now. But they, they've got to do something. That that tr The road course there, the streets of Monaco, are not designed. These cars are too big and too wide for it to be a decent race anymore. Something's got to be done. Now, of course, I am very, very naive when it comes to F1 and Monaco and all this stuff. But I do know, I follow it enough to know Max Verstappen has just been dominating recently. Is the, who who is an equivalent name recently? Let's go back two decades. Who has had this kind of a run? Oh god. In you F1. had Ayrton Senna. Okay. Was on a major run. Nigel Mansell had his run. Uh, Michael Schumacher. Schumacher, had his run. that name. Rings Lewis about. Hamilton. Okay, the so last Hamilton few years did, yeah. had one hell of a run. So it 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 all depends. These cars are so technologically advanced. One little thing that you can pick up in your car that the others don't is enough to make a world of difference. See, this is me trying to guide the audience along as we learn from Uncle Dave. 
in a subject that we are not very nuanced and knowledgeable in. Yeah, you had a couple of the cars were wrecked that they had to be craned away. And the Red Bull team, Verstappen drives for, his team car had to be lifted off the track. And everybody was making a big deal. We finally get to see the underside of their car compared to the car of Lewis Hamilton, where they could see what the difference in the bottoms, because that's where everybody was speculating Red Bull had an advantage, just whatever design they had on the bottom of the car. And Red Bull's guys, one of the, the team managers is like, you know, it's not nice to look up someone's skirt. <laughs> Very cool. Very awesome. So, of course, that was right the middle. That was the meat of the sandwich, or yeah. supposed to be, again, because the Coca-Cola 600 got delayed. But then, of course, we had the Indy 500. And believe it or not, I did watch some of this. Yep, the greatest spectacle in racing. Very interesting race going back and forth palau was up there then award and his teammate going back and forth trading then award wrecks out palau gets involved in an accident and you had erickson who was set up to be the first back-to-back -back winner in god what was it like 20 some years when a late caution with four laps to go occurred, they red flagged it coming down pit road with three to go. So when they decide, oh, we're going to restart it, they come out of the pits. And as they complete with one lap to go, they take the green flag right out of the pits. No warm up lap, nothing. Nobody has ever done something like that. So Erickson, of course, was pissed off because he got passed by Newgarden, first-time winner, on the backstretch. I don't know. Good for Newgarden. It was kind of good that they finished under green, but I don't like the way they did it where the guys couldn't get that warm-up lap and prepped and ready And they don't do green-white checkers like NASCAR. No, they do not. So that's kind of a, yeah, damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario. Yeah. No, I, I don't think anybody would have cried if it would have finished under caution. But they wanted the green flag. They wanted the excitement. They got it. Yep. I, just, I just don't agree with coming out of the pits and taking the green. So as you mentioned, first-time winner, Joseph Newgarden, the 19th win at the Brickyard for Mr. Roger Penske, who, by the way, should be, and I'm, I'm feeling generous this week. I might have multiple Clint Eastwood badasses <laughs> of the week, and we'll just sprinkle them in throughout the entire episode. Kudos to Roger Penske, because as I mentioned, I watched a lot of this. I'm not usually an IndyCar guy. Yeah. Did you see the flying tire? That's what I'm getting to, the flying tire. There was a wreck where a tire shot off above the safety barrier, over the stands, into yeah, the parking lot. Yep. Robin Matthews was the owner of the car that was hit by the tire. 
Now, Indianapolis, the, the Speedway did everything possible to reassure her they were going to take care of her. They let her come in. She got to kiss the bricks. Yep. Got a great photo right there. Right. They gave her a ride home, but the news got better for her. And this is where I give Roger Penske the badass of the week, one of them, because not only did he win his 19th Indy 500, he gave Robin Matthews a brand new car. Good for him. Kudos to Roger Penske. The, the Speedway for treating her the way they did. Yep. That's the owner of the it team, the scary, owner of the though. Speedway. Let's it was. It. it was when a scary situation. When that went going towards the stands, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And you saw it clear the stands. And I'm just but like, you still didn't know who's in the oh concourse. God, yeah. please don't let it have hit anybody in the concourse or in the parking lot. Right. And thankfully, all it did was hit the front of this car and bounce away safely. So, yeah, it was scary. They're really going to have to look at what happened because the tires are tethered, so they don't fly like that. Right, right. And it has been a long, long time since a tire has come away like that. Yeah, and that thing cleared the safety barrier by quite a, a decent margin. Yeah. It wasn't close. So, yeah, very scary moment. Thankfully, all is well. So now we move on to the delayed Coca-Cola 600. And yes, I will admit, as I just said, watched a decent chunk of the Indy 500. I probably watched more for the first time in a long time of the Indy 500 than I did the rain-delayed Coca-Cola 600. I had the day off Monday, as hopefully a lot of you out there did. Yep. But I just, I was I, just not into it. Halfway it was, through the second segment, I was just, I'm done. I'm out. I was working in the yard. Right doing stuff most of Monday, came in to watch the end of the third stage and watch the final run. I, From what I gathered, I didn't miss a hell of a lot early on. Yeah. Well, but Ryan Blaney led throughout most of the race, or a very decent He led a decent amount. amount. Yeah. So Ryan Blaney wins. He and Reddick and going back and forth for a little while there. Of course, William Byron had the pole because of the rain. I'm not a fan of that. I've told you guys, I do not like this metric, this formula they're using. It's not right to reward the winner of the last race, the guys that finished well in the last race, and just automatically move them up Put to the front of the, the front. next race. No. Because look, you got how, look, look how well races. it did for Harvick. He dropped like a rock at the beginning of the I race. I know, but still, it is an advantage if your team sets the car up properly. Yep, it is. And by that, oh, they gave him the first pit stall. Sorry, if you do not get to qualify, it should be a random draw to see where you start, and it should be a random draw for pit stall. Yeah, or do something like a lottery. Take the top 10 or 12 cars and then just randomly shuffle them. Maybe don't penalize, you know, because I don't necessarily think because of rain that the guy who won the last race should finish, should start last, you know, finish first, start last the next week. Yeah, no, but at the same that, time, but... he shouldn't automatically be rewarded the pole for the next race. Exactly. And like you said, also get the primo position on pit road 
But of course, the big headline of the week coming out of the Charlotte race is Chase Elliott is being set for the upcoming race in St. Louis at WeatherTech Speedway. Why? Because he was a dumbass after getting involved in a little skirmish with Denny Hamlin. Hamlin got loose, went up the track, kind of put him in the wall. Elliot got butt hurt, turned left, and hooked the right rear of Hamlin's car, sending him headlong into the wall. A vicious hit. Deliberate hit, if you watched it. You could see Elliot's hands turn left. He had control of the car, despite what he says. Precedent from last year when Bubba Wallace wrecked Kyle Larson in a similar fashion. They sat him the next race. They had to do it to Elliot. So justice has been served. Hendrick has come out and said they will not appeal. Chase Elliott will indeed sit out the race at Gateway. But, of course, they emphasize in their press release, but we will be applying for the waiver. I thought they did that already with his broken leg. Because we all know at some point Chase Elliott will win a road course before we're through 26 races, and he will get in to the top 16 because he's the most popular driver in NASCAR, yada, yada, yada. Blah, 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 blah. Corey LaJoy will sit in. That Napa Chevrolet for Chase Elliott at Worldwide Technology Raceway, Gateway, or whatever the hell you want to call tech, it. Whatever it is. So, we're couple mixing other headlines, sponsors. Couple other headlines. We're mixing drinks here. We're mixing sponsors. Whatever <laughs> works. Couple other NASCAR headlines before we move on to our picks for the Worldwide Technology Weather Tech. Gateway, whatever the <laughs> hell you want to call it, Raceway, the Enjoy Illinois 300. But first, late breaking news here over the last 24 hours. Number one, not really a shocker, NASCAR has announced that Phoenix will again host the championship race in 2024. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how the NFL is king in ratings, in making money, fan happiness? Because they move the Super Bowl around from city to city every year. Yet somehow NASCAR gets stuck, failed by having it at Miami Homestead for years and years. Because that was just an awful track. Now, Phoenix is better than that, but still. But still. It's... You move your all-star race around now, but think. How, how about. Think, McFly. Think. How about you move the championship race around? I know you can't do anything outside of the South, but that's the same mentality. That's okay. The same business plan the NFL does. You have to have it in a dome stadium or in warm weather. You got Vegas. They can host a November race. You could go anywhere could from Atlanta. Charlotte, Charlotte. Atlanta. You got options. God help us, even Fontana. No, they're <laughs> demolishing it. Well, they're turning it into a short track. So uh, eventually, who knows when eventually. that's going to be? There's no, there's not even any architectural plans put forth yet for a short track. And plus, would they have the balls to do that? Would they have the balls to put the championship race on a short track? I think it would be phenomenal. 
They're going to put it on a cookie cutter intermediate track. That everybody hates. And then, of course, penalties did not just get handed down to Chase Elliott, but Chase Briscoe. Bad week for the Chases. Yes. Chase Briscoe gets hammered for a counterfeit part. Bum, bum, bum. 120 driver points, 120 owner points, 25 playoff points, loses his crew chief for six races. You know, there's modifying a part like everybody else did. A counterfeit part, there's no excuse for that. Zero. Because NASCAR has mandated who you get the parts from. That's inexcusable. I will give NASCAR credit this year. With with the exception of the one little debacle they had with the, you know, what was it, Byron? Where they were they they penalized him and then rescinded it. Outside oh, of that. But that was on the appeals panel. Right. And then that after that, the that's when NASCAR said the appeals panel cannot alter the penalty that much anymore. Right. They've been a pretty good, I don't know, headmaster, you know, with the ruler out slapping the hands of these teams, trying to make sure that there is no cheating. <laughs> They're coming down pretty hard with the hammer. They are. They said right off the bat that they were going to, and they have been. And nobody's learning their lesson But it seems like yet. this year as opposed to last year, because this is the second year of yeah, this, this new next-gen car. They seem this year to be much more adamant about, you yeah. will play by the rules when it comes to the parts, altering the parts. Yep. So they were a little more forgiving last year, but no longer. Yep. So that leads us in to our picks for race 15 after a absolutely wonderful showing by most of us. And I mean that sarcastically at yeah, Charlotte. Mrs. C, I believe, wound up with the best finish of Martin Truex. In the I top do believe five. that is correct. And we have to give kudos again to Roger Penske because his driver, uh, Blaney, Won the 600, the first time Penske has won the 600 and the 500 in the same year. There you go. Now, see, that's something I did not hear about. That should have been out there more. That's a pretty pretty significant accomplishment. Yeah, they made a big deal of it at the end of the 600 when Blaney won. Good to see Ryan Blaney win. So he is pretty much locked in now to the playoffs with his first win of the year. First win in quite a while. Yeah, 80 races. Sounds about right. Somewhere in there. In yeah, that it's neighborhood. It's been a long time coming. So as we go to the track that shall not be named, now, <laughs> Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway, the Enjoy Illinois 300. Yes, technically in Missouri, but it's but the it's Enjoy Illinois, Illinois 300. It's right there on the border. <laughs> June the 4th, 2023, seven of our eight panelists have their picks in. And I have told your Uncle Dave I almost made a tragic, awful mistake <laughs> for some reason, thinking that this was a road course. It I sounds almost, like a road course. I almost took 
Tyler Reddick. I wasn't going to take Chase Elliott. I knew about the suspension. But I was, and I then I finally, at the last second, looked at the stats for the first race last year, and <laughs> like, said, wait "Why? Wait, where's where's the dinger? Where's where's Reddick? They all had Chase Elliott, awful showings last year." Then I looked at the odds. I'm like, wait a minute, these are the Kyle Larson what, what, and what, Joey what, Logano. What? what the hell's going on here? Then I look on oh. Wikipedia and I go, "That's a cookie cutter trap." <laughs> oh crap! So literally two seconds away from hitting send to Dave and Bill, my backups, <laughs> my double blind for my picks, I backed off. I am taking Martin Truex Jr. Awesome pick because that's who I'm going with as well. Nick, the juggler, is also going with Martin Truex Jr. So there's three of your seven picks right now. Aaron and Bill are going with Kyle Busch. Doug is going with Christopher Bell. And Sam is going with Joey Logano. Last year's winner. Yes. So this looks a little bit more like what I would have expected if I wasn't a complete brain-dead idiot. <laughs> all week it's a I was... short week. All week it's I was thinking... week. All week I was thinking, back-to-back -back road courses? What the hell? I don't remember <laughs> this on the schedule. Shit, maybe I should consider Chase Elliott. Nope. Then he gets suspended. Nope. Well, then I got to go Tyler Reddick. Nope. Nope. <laughs> ah! Maestro! And, and I, I'm there not you used, go. I'm not used to having three days in a row to drink beer after <laughs> having, having a new job. <laughs> Obviously, my old brain is now limited. Two days, no more. <laughs> The pickle factor erupted. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, the brain is officially pickled. But we are not done yet. Now, this is going to kind of be a shorter episode this week because yep. there's really not a lot outside of the racing to discuss. We do have some dumbasses. We do have a, a, another badass or two to report. We will talk about our shitty-ass baseball teams. Yep. And, of course, talk about the Stanley Cup Finals and... NBA Finals. So, I believe we will talk about hockey and basketball next. I think that's a good idea. And! And! As we always do at the beginning of segment two, your Uncle Dave will tell you where you can find Sports Frenzy 2.0. And we have a new platform! That's right. See if you can pick it out. Dave and I will be right back after a quick promo, kids. Hang tight. Feeling mildly fatigued? Need a day off even if you just took one a few days ago? Make $30 million a year but just don't want to work for it? You need to join the NBA Load Management Club right now. When they're not napping or texting, guest lecturers Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving will describe foolproof ways to earn tens of thousands of dollars by not doing anything. Sports Frenzy 2.0, available on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, is currently negotiating with LeBron James to bring his popular How to Make the Hall of Fame Without Really Trying webinar live and in person to the Load Management Club. Thanks again to Sports Frenzy 2.0 and all you apathetic fans out there for making us a success.
All right, kids, welcome back to segment two of Sports Frenzy 2.0. He's the maestro, Kevin Crane. And he is a conquistador, Dave Height. And here we are recording May 31st, 2023, dropping as always on a Thursday, June 1st, on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Amazon, Audible, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, and Stitcher! Dave, what do you heart? I heart beer. I heart my family. I heart the Cubs. I heart Van Halen. Who else do we heart? We heart, heart radio. radio. I heart radio. I you heart, heart radio. radio. Welcome to our new platform. I heart radio has joined the sports frenzy family. So now you have another option. You can go wherever you want, pretty much all over the podcast stratosphere to find Sports Frenzy 2.0, and we are so glad to have iHeartRadio aboard. Yep. Don't forget the Facebook page where you can check out all of our picks. Baseball picks, racing picks in the fall, football picks. Links to this wonderful podcast and the weekend edition, your hangover cure. Yeah, I'm not really, I don't want to be Debbie Downer. I'm not I'm not overly optimistic about some of the things we're going to be reviewing this week on the weekend <laughs> edition. Big big stuff, a big, lot of big, big music releases. Uh I've got a, a pretty significant movie review, significant streaming review, but I'm just I, don't I know. I'm just tired. This year is turning out to be so disappointing when it yeah. comes to pop oh. culture. I'm glad to hear you say that because oh. I was a little worried about, am I going off the rails? Nope. And, and you at least got to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This is true. And I haven't even seen that yet. <laughs> and that would help bump the average up a little bit. It, it does help. But you need, you need to check out your weekend hangover cure this Saturday morning, June the 3rd, where Dave and I will discuss more about this stuff. But for now, we have to talk about the NBA Finals, and the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. Oh. It looked like Boston was going to get the trifecta. It looked like Boston was going to be able to claim not only the greatest Super Bowl comeback of all time and the greatest baseball playoff comeback of all time, but it looked like after fighting back from being down 3-0 to the Miami Heat, getting back even 3-3 and playing at home, the Boston Celtics were going to lay claim to the greatest basketball comeback of all time. Jimmy Bucket said no. Yeah, the Eric Celtics shit the said bed. no. Yeah, Boston was completely obliterated in this game. Yes, wasn't even a contest. I checked in a couple times, once early, once late. Was well over nine, double digits both times. I think the closest they got since the start of the game was nine points. Yeah. And, yeah, they looked complete. They were out coached, hands down. Which we've talked about throughout the playoffs is that, and now I think it looked shaky there previously here earlier this week with Spolstra choking away the 3-0 lead to a point. But in the end, he shows up, his players show up, they dominate in Boston on the road, Game 7. So the Heat will go into the finals to 
play the heavily favored Denver Nuggets and who should be the three-time MVP, Nikola Jokic. Yep. Now, shifting to the ice, we have the Panthers and the Golden Knights facing off starting this weekend on Saturday. Because when you think of hockey, you think Think of Miami and Las Vegas. (laughs) Yeah, where ice does not fare well. Hey, Kev, what what do these two finals have in common? Well, you told me, and I did not know. So once again, you have come through with stellar research. So let's inform the Sports Frenzy community. You, You have the Miami Heat. And the Florida Panthers, both from the Miami area, making the finals, coming in as the eighth seed in both. Yeah, I think it's a double, right? Because not only the point you made was they're both eighth seeds, but I think it's also just, you know, on a much more generic level, the first time that Miami has had Stanley Cup finals and NBA finals in the same year. Yeah, absolutely crazy. So, as they always say, just get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Yep. Now, I will say this. Now, with hockey, it's not as big of a deal. But the thing that I do not like about the Heat getting to the finals, being such a low seed, is that this is going to reinforce the opinion that the regular season doesn't matter in the NBA, and all you've got to do is squeak in. The Lakers got to the Final Four like this, and now the Heat have a chance at winning the whole thing. Just kind of resting players and kind of gliding your way through. That that bothers me. That bothers me. I'm not saying yeah. they're not worthy. But you really can't pull this off in a sport like the NFL. Very hard to do in baseball. Yeah. No, it, it does not bode well for the, the health of the NBA overall. And Although the they said season. they did say game seven of, you know, the uh, Eastern Conference Finals between the Heat and the Celtics was the, the highest rated ever on that Turner Network it aired on. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Again, you couldn't even have it on one of the major networks where they used to be. Yep. Well, they could be. We could go way, way back to the late seventies and early eighties when it was on tape delay. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> God. Yeah, that was pathetic too. All right, now there are a couple coaching changes and front office changes in the NBA we should discuss going back to basketball for a minute. The Bucks hire Adrian Griffin as their new head coach after they jettisoned Mike Budenholzer. I believe Adrian Griffin is an assistant from the Raptors organization. Okay. Speaking of the Raptors, the Philadelphia 76ers, and I'm not taking credit for this. Somebody else came up with it, but it's brilliant. The 76ers go from a doc to a nurse. (laughs) (laughs) As they hire, of course, another ex-Raptors coach, Nick Nurse will take over, and he'll try to manage 
the Philadelphia 76ers and make so, the process work. So how are the Raptors suddenly the source of new coaches? Because they won a title, what, five, six years ago. But what have they done lately? I know, but you know how the NBA is. Doc Rivers is still in play to, to take over the Phoenix Suns. He has done nothing to deserve Kevin Durant and Chris Paul. DeAndre, he's done nothing. Booker, he's done nothing to deserve just getting <laughs> handed that team after his abject misery and failure for the most part when he coaches in the playoffs. Yep. They're going to wind up in the same situation. And I think I read a story where Nick Nurse, of course, was a finalist along with Doc Rivers for that Phoenix Suns job where they were saying Kevin Durant liked Nick Nurse's coaching style. So, of course, they go, they go the, the other, other way. <laughs> because why would you want somebody who the players might actually like and respect? But again, with the Sixers, the process, the quote-unquote process that's been going on for a decade, has outside, a of, decade. outside of Joel Embiid has been a failure beyond belief. It has. Their picks have not panned out well. Ben Simmons ends up being the biggest joke in the league now. They got rid of him. They were lucky to get rid of him and get something in return in in James Harden. But I got to believe if Nick Nurse has any say, he's telling them, do not give me James Harden. Do not give me James. Go out and use the money to get me somebody else. I don't want Kyrie Irving. I don't want name your next Oh, They're already talking about Kyrie you knew it was coming. The rumors he's going to rejoin LeBron in Los Angeles. Yeah, that worked out so well in Cleveland. Well, they got one title. They got one title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's when Kyrie wanted to play and was in a basket case. Yes, he was younger. His ego had not fully formed into the nuclear meltdown mode that it's in now. Yeah. That it has been in for the last three or four years. Now, we have to admit, the greatest team of the last 10 to 12 years has been the Golden State Warriors. The architect behind them is stepping down. General Manager and President Bob Myers is officially saying bye-bye to the dubs. Will he take, I'm, I'm already hearing crazy rumors about will he take over in New York for the Knicks now that they've let their... GM walk. Yeah. It, why would you want to try and resurrect the Knicks? That is such a train wreck. And we've said it before on this show. I wouldn't want to manage, coach, run a, an NBA team for nothing. No. For nothing. No, 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 no. Yeah, Not no. with the egos involved. Yeah. The players, yes, the inmates run the asylum. Sorry, it's a, I don't want any part of it. Everybody says it's a player's league. Yep. And that's not a good thing. And again, as we brought up, they get to whitewash the fact that they take dirty money from China while everybody else bashes on the live golfers for taking, quote unquote, dirty money from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, take your pick. All right, let's move over to the NFL for a couple little tidbits. 
before we wrap up a quick segment two here on Sports Frenzy. I don't know why everybody's freaking out about DeAndre Hopkins being on the market. Who cares? He's washed up. Yeah. He's, he's absolutely got washed nothing. up. He's been around way too long. He's lost a step. If not two. Yeah. No, he's he no. hasn't he hasn't been able to stay healthy for the last couple seasons. No. Why why would you even want him a shadow of his former self? Nobody Arizona had him on the market. Nobody wanted to trade for him. Nobody wanted to give up a seventh-round pick for him because everybody can see he's done. that he's shot. He, he's not Terrell Owens. As much as I didn't like Terrell Owens, the personality, Terrell Owens kept himself in unbelievable shape. Oh, absolutely. He could probably play better than DeAndre Hopkins right now. It wouldn't surprise me. Now, he's a bigger asshat. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. Yeah, no. But yeah, everybody, all I keep hearing, maybe it's because this is the downtime, even though it's very small now with the NFL, which has mostly become a year-round sport. But this right now could be the slowest time for the NFL. Maybe that's why everybody's freaking out about the – and by the way, the Arizona Cardinals taking a $22.6 million dead cap hit by cutting him. That tells you that he's done. If they are willing to take that amount of a hit, it's not worth it. And you know what happens next year? When he signs with Cleveland? Yeah, I know. I heard uh, Watson, Deshaun Watson. I want to play with him. I want to play with him. Whatever. No, I'm telling you, Arizona is in full-blown reset, rebuild mode after the trade. Oh, with yeah. the Texans, where they could end up potentially having two of the top three or four picks next year in the draft. Yeah. Bye bye, Kyler Murray. Exactly. The minute they can cut you they without are... having to take like a massive 70 or $80 million hit, they're doing they're it. They're doing it. Hey, my man is back. Chucky! Mr. Gruden goes to New Orleans. Nobody will admit it. Nobody will will say anything other than, yes, John Gruden came down to talk to Derek Carr. Although unofficially, they're saying they have brought John Gruden in to help Derek Carr with the transition and learn this new Saints offense. (laughs) Of course, there are ties with Saints head coach Dennis Allen and the Raiders, Yep, formerly coached by Mr. John Gruden. Who I believe was the coach when they drafted Mr. Carr. I don't think he was. I think that was Del Rio. Or was that Del? No, it was Del Rio. Yeah. Gruden. Yeah, Carr was there, working with him. Yeah. Or it might not. Be, it might not have even been Del Rio. It might have been Allen, because I think Allen was the coach possibly before Del Rio. I could be mistaken on that. Yeah, I can't remember. But the year where they were really good and Derek Carr was on track to be MVP, and then he got hurt right at the end of the year, that was Del Rio. And then they had to put Matt McGloin in in the playoff (laughs) game and lost. Again, have a great backup quarterback, kids. It's imperative. Well, 
I have bitched and I've pissed and I've moaned and I've complained about YouTube TV taking over the NFL Sunday ticket. But somehow, DirecTV, as the prostitutes love to say, got it in the back door. DirecTV has gotten permission to continue to reap the benefits of distributing the Sunday ticket to bars and restaurants, which has got to be a pretty penny. Yeah. I Amazing how some of that stuff works out, isn't it? Yeah. So this will probably keep DirecTV afloat, whereas if they hadn't gotten this little concession. Yeah, they would have been tits up. As the prostitutes would say. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and who doesn't want their prostitutes tits up? <laughs> Unless you're into Unless that you're deviant in- stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you filthy animals out there and on that note and some people <laughs> pay extra for that and believe it or not as we wrap up segment two <laughs> and head to segment three we will be talking about religion at some point yes yes we will three. could be could be in the badasses could be in the dumbasses could, could be a be combination bull. could be a combo mm. platter there you know, now if you go to the chicken ranch, <laughs> when you ask for a combo platter, then you got to pay extra for that. You're paying triple for that. <laughs> All right. Short but sweet. Sports Frenzy 2.0 this week. Segment two is already over, but we will have a wonderful segment three for you coming up just after a quick promo break. Dave and I will be right back, kids. Hey kids, ready for a blast of dairy goodness? Pick up Sports Frenzy 2.0 milk at your local grocery store. Remember, when you drink Sports Frenzy 2.0 milk, you're not only enjoying a healthy treat, you're helping to locate missing sports heroes of the past and present. Our cartons and jugs feature pictures of Peng Shui, Ryan Leaf, and Sammy Sosa as we do our part to find the lost icons of the last 30 years. And don't forget our special weekend edition chocolate milk containers available on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts because they feature celebrities like Lindsay Lohan, Helen Hunt, and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Pick up a gallon today. All right, kids, third and final segment here on an abbreviated Sports Frenzy 2.0. Not because we wanted it to be shorter, but just because there is a lull this week outside of racing in the world of sports. Lulls two weeks in a row. What the hell? Yeah. But don't forget to check out the weekend edition. No lulls in pop culture, in music, in TV, and movies, and streaming. Books plenty to discuss Check that out Saturday morning, this week, June the 3rd, your weekend hangover cure. All right. Time to discuss baseball and our team's efforts in futility. Ugh. White Sox lose to the Angels today as we take May 31st. Sitting now 23-35. 
fourth place, six just, and a half behind the Twins. Uh, and the Twins are barely, again, above 500. They're just above 500. It's a trash division. Nobody's playing well. I doubt anybody ever will. But the only bright spot for the White Sox, my first Clint Eastwood badass of the week, Liam Hendricks makes his made his return Monday night after battling, I think it was reported, stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Came all the way back after dealing with the treatment and battling through the offseason, made his debut. As I said, it was a rough outing, but just the fact that he was able to get back on the mound and pitch this year, let alone at all, is an inspiration to everybody that, yes, it can be done. And kudos to his wife for sticking by him throughout the whole thing as well and being the support system that he needed. Very cool. Very cool story. I just wish he was coming back to a better situation. Yeah, I know. But uh, who am I to talk? Cubs somehow beat Tampa Bay two out of three this week. They are 24 and 31, though. Not really much better than the White Sox. But again, just like the AL Central is putrid, so is the NL Central. The Brewers, the only team above 500 right now. Cubs 24 and 31, tied for last, fourth place. Technically, percentage points behind the Cardinals, four, but only four and a half games <laughs> behind the Milwaukee oh, Brewers. This is so pathetic. It's, it's I still just think bad. they should can. Uncle Rossi's ass tomorrow. They got two phenomenal pitching performances here over the last two days. Marcus Stroman pitched arguably one of the best games you're ever going to see from a Cub. Complete game, one hitter to shut down the best team in baseball. Yep. Marcus Stroman is having probably one of the best seasons of his career. Well, yeah, because he can renegotiate in the offseason. He can opt out of his, I believe he can opt out of his last year of his contract. I'm sorry, I'm not giving Marcus Stroman 30, 35 million a no. year. I'm not. You can't. No way. No way. He wants to come back for maybe 20. Maybe 25 at the most. Yeah, maybe. I could see them being desperate enough to do that. But he's been a, he's been behaving. I was worried about the attitude. You hear he's people, out of New York. Yeah, exactly. You hear people from you know the Mets organization, the Mets fans talking. Oh boy, they hated, hated when he was showing off after he beat them last week. Ooh, man, they were all up in his stuff. Oh well, don't be douchebags in New York. So I still think there's a chance for both of our teams. But they've got to get it together and got to get it together now. Yeah. That, yeah. I don't think, want to see a fire sale at the end of July. From both teams, yeah. no. Yeah, the Sox in May were 15 and 14. Better than being under 500 as they were in April, but they dug themselves such a deep hole 
it's going to take a miracle for them to get out of it. Yeah, and I think the Cubs were the opposite. I think the Cubs had an abysmal May. Yeah. As opposed to a very solid April, which is kind of the opposite of what they usually do. They right. usually start off unbelievably slow. It's too cold. The weather's too cold. Whatever. Nope. Now, yeah, the Sox are in for a hell of a run here in June where we're taking on the East and the best of the West. It's just going to be ugly. Well, I think now, of course, like you said, Liam Hendricks definitely the Clint Eastwood badass of the week in baseball, but I guess now one of two in baseball. I, are you going to go with who I'm thinking? I played am... for both of our teams or no? This is how much preparation we like to surprise each other. <laughs> we like to surprise. That's the thing. We always have fun. You, you, last you week, go. last go. week when on the weekend edition, he surprised me with his review finally of the nice guys. I was overwhelmed and happy beyond belief. So, all right, we look you, for you that go, spontaneity. You go with this one. I was going to say, now I'm not calling him a Clint Eastwood badass because I don't think he's all that in a bag of chips. But he played for the Cubs. He played for the White Sox. Craig Kimbrell. Becomes the eighth player in MLB history with 400 saves. He gets his 400th save back on May the 26th. Longevity. I did not think you were going there. No, I'm not going there. That's why I was just saying, I'm just just giving him an acknowledgement. No, 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 that's acknowledging. We both suffered through. We both suffered through He was a disaster in Chicago on both sides of town. He did most of his damage in a good way with the Braves. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, not a badass. No. Just acknowledging, like you said, compiler. A compiler of stats. So eighth player in MLB history with 400 saves. Congratulations to one Craig Kimbrell. The Thanks vulture. so much for being able to pitch that well. <laughs> not for our teams. Jackass. <laughs> so who was your I badass? I was going with the badass Dodgers pitcher Clayton Kershaw for having the balls to call out the Dodgers for backtracking and inviting the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to perform on Pride Night at Dodger Stadium, caving in to the pressure. Kershaw standing up for his beliefs and doubling down on the Dodgers saying, we are doing Christian Faith and Family Day, right? And pushing it up. Yeah. Pushing the pushing announcement it up. up. They were going to hold off. No, he made them announce it now when it's going to take place in July. And he admits. he he's it, It's out there. The quotes are out there. Clayton Kershaw admits he pushed this in a direct response to him being basically disgusted with them backtracking on the ban yeah for the he, he doesn't have a problem with pride night he has a problem with the group as does most people because they're anti-religious they are they are horrible yet they're getting an award from the los angeles government bullcrap absolute travesty that's that's disgusting no, but like What's you said, going it, on in California? Like you said, it is very positive 
very good sign, and he is a badass. Yes, for and sticking he's... up for what he believes in, as you said, sticking up for this and saying, yeah. if you're going to go down this road, then you're also going to go down this road. Yeah, because they've had a Pride Night every year. This is going to be the first Christian Faith and Family Day since 2019. And Kershaw is making it his mission to make it the biggest one they've ever had. So good for him. Well, we thought maybe we were going to get a little bit of a lull in all of this talk of, of franchises relocating and expansion. You know, we all know now the A's are pretty much going to be going to Las Vegas. They've got to dot the I's, cross the T's, figure out who's going to be the, the contractor to rip the Tropicana Hotel down. Yep, who's going to cause the implosion. Yep, which will be all over YouTube two minutes afterwards. Exactly, if not live-streamed. But now... The latest franchise to hold a city hostage is the Milwaukee Brewers. Dun, dun, dun. The Milwaukee Brewers want $448 million in renovations, or they are threatening to relocate. If, now this is in their lease. Right now the lease runs through 2030. Of course, I still call it Miller Park. It is not Miller, it's Park, not anymore. Miller Park anymore. It's already shifted through at least one, if not two, other sponsors. But right now they're locked in through 2030. In the lease, it says if these renovations are approved and they go through, the renovated stadium lease will bump all the way back to 2043. So they, if Milwaukee puts that half a million, let's say. Yeah roughly half a million back into the stadium, that'll buy them 13 more years guaranteed with the Brewers. But now I haven't been to the ballpark. I know a lot of people call it Wrigley, Wrigley, North. Wrigley North, but I never have looked at it and said, wow, that looks like a dump. No, it it's always like a pretty, looked like a pretty decent place. Yeah. I'm wondering what, 450 500 million what they're gonna do to it is it locker room issues is i of course the cubs I had that know. you know when they put all the improvements into wrigley a lot of it was the bullpen in the locker rooms yeah things you know, that have been i think they still forever. got netting holding the falling concrete from <laughs> hitting the fans in the head but no they've got nice shiny new bullpen you know bullpens behind the outfield wall yeah uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll I don't. See. I don't see the Brewers leaving Milwaukee, but who, who knows? knows? Stranger things have happened. Salt Lake City, you know, seemingly got a ton of money. They want something. They want another team. Who knows what's going to happen? Salt Lake Brewers. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. See not. the Brewer. That name only works in two places. That worked in Milwaukee, and it could have worked in St. Louis if it wasn't for the Cardinals. Yeah. Outside of that, you'd have to change the name. Although Salt Lake City, of course, has the worst bad franchise name of all time, the New Orleans Jazz moving up there, and now yeah. you've got the Utah oh, Jazz. Yes. Does not work. Doesn't work as Doesn't well. Work. No. 
Uh, and then finally in baseball, good to see this because he's a little wine bag. He's a little bitch. He's overrated. <laughs> Major League Baseball finally suspended Yankees manager Aaron Boone one game just for general umpire confrontations. Trying to send a message saying, we've had about enough of you and your pitchers using the sticky stuff and you getting all in a tizzy about it and throwing hissy fits at the umpires all the time. It's part of what we've been cracking down on for the last few years. And maybe you should monitor your pitchers more instead of taking it out on the umpires. Exactly. Your guys are the biggest ones with the sticky stuff. Deal with it. So tired of New York. And they've still got to leapfrog the Orioles and the Rays. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to be playing wild card weekend in baseball. Yep. All right, college news, local impact news. Congratulations to Notre Dame as they won the national NCAA lacrosse title. Finally, they've been runner-up a number of times, and they finally get it knocking off perennial favorite Duke in the process. Always good to see Duke get beat no matter what. Yes. Yes. Because we don't like Duke. Now, I have another Clint Eastwood badass. Neglected to bring it up in the NBA segment. Would have been a little more appropriate since I'm the the idiot that said at the beginning we're going to sprinkle him in throughout. Well, I'm sprinkling. (laughs) It's time for me to sprinkle. Celtics co-owner, despite the fact that they could not win Game 7 against the Heat, Celtics co-owner Rob Hale made a really nice gesture. At the commencement for UMass Boston, their graduation, he gave $1,000 to each graduate of UMass Boston. Wow. Yeah. So do the math, kids. He gave out $2.5 million in total to the graduating class of UMass Boston. And even though I know for these guys that's probably a drop in the bucket, but that's still still very impressive. Give them something to get them through. It's a month's worth of utilities and rent to get them on their feet while they're looking for a new job. So Rob Hale... Congrats, you are a badass this week, in my eyes. Very nicely done. All right, I have one moment of silence. Um, hate hate when somebody dies, not young, young, but cancer, of course, striking down UCLA defensive coordinator Bill McGovern, who Chip Kelly had brought in. Yeah. Um, believe he was 60 years old and it came on quickly. Um, he had stepped away from his duties and unfortunately has now passed away. So it's some prayers to his family and friends. Yes. So as Ross Geller said on friends, pivot, pivot from the sorrow to the shame. Yes. Now, I do want to mention, by the way, not, not a ton of dumbasses this week, but I do want to chime in 
with what Dave was talking about earlier, we kind of have got a dual, like a two-face thing. Yeah. The two sides of the coin, the great side and the bad side. I had down before everything came out about Clayton Kershaw spearheading the Christian faith and family day and why he did it. I had the Dodgers down as dumbasses because of this blatant transparent attempt to make good for them kissing the asses of the sisters of perpetual indulgence. Now I do want to make a tie in here. Check out the weekend edition because I will also call out another American company. I mean, the Dodgers, yes, baseball is a business, so. But that's sports related here. Another heinous, egregious, transparent attempt by a American company, well, what we consider an American company, to make good after making a very serious faux pas in their advertising and social media. But you're going to have to check that out Saturday morning. Only two more, so we can't really play dumbass or not. So we talked about in the first segment, the Indy 500, the grand spectacle of motorsports. Did you happen to hear Jules' rendition of the national anthem? You know, I have to say, thank God I had stepped away and ran an errand at that particular moment. I had been out and I came in just after it ended. And I'm so glad I have not subjected myself after all the negativity I've heard about it. I had to watch it. I had to. I had to call up YouTube because I'd heard so much about it and I had to watch it. It starts off abysmally bad. And gets in worse. the middle, in the middle, it's not awful. It's okay. And then at the end, you're like, you're really a professional singer. Oof. She tries to carry the final note and is just voice is cracking and it's just terrible. Terrible. And you know, the way she was dressed, she kind of looked like somebody, as we were talking to last segment. Somebody you would might uh, choose from at the chicken ranch. <laughs> she had the little cowgirl thing going on. <laughs> you know, you have Jim Cornelison there to sing Back Home Again in Indiana, who is arguably one of the greatest vocalists for the national anthem when he does it for the Chicago Blackhawks every home game, and he does it at other places. Why would you not have him just do both? The best of both worlds. Indiana's own. Everybody wants to, again, we talk about this with celebrities. Everybody has to have, they've got the ego to end all egos. I can do it. I can put my own unique spin on you the national anthem. Don't put a unique spin 99 on it. times out of 100, you will fail miserably. I remember, who was it that did the, did the guitar version of it that was really cool years ago? 
Somebody did it on the guitar. Was it Santana? Somebody. Probably, Hendrix was probably one of the first ones to do it way back no, in this the was, day. This was more modern. This was, was it, sometime was in the last 20 years. Lenny? I don't know why Kravitz? that rings. I don't know why that rings a bell, but you could be right. It could. That's one of the names that popped into my head was Lenny Kravitz. It could have been Lenny. But for every time you get one of those, you get all this kind of jewel crap, you know. We won't even mention Roseanne Barr because that wasn't even serious. Yeah, and Jimmy Buffett's did a horrible rendition. Just do it straight. Do it right. Do it with respect. Don't embarrass yourself. Because now Jewel is going to be known for this the rest of her career. Yep. It basically puts her career in the crapper. Yeah. And then, of course, we've mentioned he is already by far and away Miles and miles ahead, votes and votes ahead for Dumbass of the Year, and we're just getting into June. That would be, of course, one Ja Morant. Let's go ahead and make it an even wider margin, <laughs> an even bigger gap between him and, oh, I don't know, LeBron James or whoever you want to pick Or in the Georgia place. football players who can't stop speeding and drinking and driving. He, John Morant knew what was going to happen. Posting on Instagram, again, he, ha he can't stay away from Instagram, <laughs> number one. But at least this time he wasn't posting pictures of him brandishing a gun. No, he just made it sound like he was going to kill himself. Yeah. I love you. Love you, Ma. Bye. Bye, baby you girl. Bye, you're great. Yeah, Dad, you're great. Bye, baby girl. Bye. So they have to perform a goddamn welfare check on the idiot to make sure he isn't killing himself, slitting his wrist in the bathtub. Oh, no, he's fine. No, I, I was just saying goodbye from Instagram. Idiots! Fucking idiots in this world! Anybody who doesn't think this was yet again another play for attention from another ridiculous sports figure or celebrity going, me, 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 me. Pay attention to me. It's a cry for help. I mean, it's going to probably take somebody, it's going to take an OJ to overtake John Morant this year <laughs> in 2023 as the the Red Foreman Sports Frenzy Dumbass of the Year. Yeah. With uh, He's already sure. got all this cachet built up. Yeah. It's going to be hard. Just go away for the next what, seven months? Just go away. Get the help you need. Take your suspension because you're going to get suspended. If you don't get suspended, then maybe, maybe your commissioner becomes a dumbass of the year. Yeah. But I think you're going to be gone for the rest of 2023. So just yep. lay low, be stay done. away from the guns, stay away from the social media. Just let it go. Be done. Be done with it. Ja. Be Please. done with it. Just like we're done with it for this week. Oh, yeah. You're not getting rid of us that easy. We're just taking off for the week. We're done with the sports talk. Now we got to do the weekend edition. And as we mentioned earlier, you will not get shortchanged on the weekend edition. We have got plenty to talk about. Lots of new music, movie reviews, streaming reviews, book reviews, plenty of dumbasses. I do believe 
the weekend edition will feature America's favorite game show, Dumbass or Not. Yep. But you have to tune in Saturday morning to find out. Stay tuned. And, of course, hear possibly our new rendition of Happy Trails. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure yet. Still debating. He's a conquistador, Dave Height. He's a maestro, Kevin Crane. Always fun for us. Hope it was fun for you. We will check you out for the sports edition next Thursday morning. But again, check out the weekend edition, your Saturday morning hangover cure coming up on June the 3rd. Tell the kids goodbye, Dave. Goodbye, Dave.